Welcome to Rec Talks, a podcast dedicated to the latest trends from the world of RecTech, FinTech, and financial regulations. My name is Klaus Christensen, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of award-winning RecTech provider Know Your Customer. Today, it's my great pleasure to welcome Pablo Montes as my guest. Pablo is part of KPMG's Global Strategy Group, and he is the strategy fintech lead in KPMG Ireland. His experience includes working with leading fintechs, global tech players, and large retail banks on the delivery of strategic and regulatory programs. Currently, Pablo's focus is on advising fintechs on their business strategy in areas such as product market fit and go-to-market planning. Most recently, Pablo has also worked with government agencies to help them define a strategy to grow RegTech ecosystems. Pablo, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure and I look forward to the discussion. As you know, RegTech is the key focus of our podcast here. As KPMG, you and your team have a very privileged vantage point over RegTech trends and RegTech adoption especially. What is your view on the current state of RegTech both in Ireland and globally? Yes, at KPMG, I think we could say that we are fortunate enough to have the opportunity to support clients across many industries and verticals, and RegTech is no exception. I think in Ireland... We have seen a massive growth of RedTech in recent years. And if we look at the Irish fintech sector, perhaps historically has been dominated by the payment subsector. But now, over the last couple of years, we have really seen RedTech take off. As a matter of fact, if we compare the number of indigenous firms across both subsectors, we can see that they are almost on par now. And some of the Irish RedTech have gained now traction internationally in areas such as KYC, AML and fraud. And obviously, your company, Klaus, being one of them. Then if we look at a global macro level, I think the global pandemic has caused problems for many industries, but also has contributed to the acceleration of the digital economy across all regions, which has put pressure on both regulators and regulated entities. And in response, we have seen that many financial institutions have started using RegTech solutions. However, in broad terms, I believe RegTech adoption today is still far from what it could be. As financial markets continue to develop and new regulations and guidelines come into play, I think we will start seeing a greater adoption and also more use cases of RegTech solutions. I certainly agree with that. There's a lot more to come. This brings us nicely to the next question and the main topic of this episode. You are the main author of a new report by KPMG Ireland titled Unlocking the Potential of RegTech. Myself and our head of marketing, Margarita Maspero, had the pleasure of contributing some of our experience and insights to it. We thought we'd invite you onto this podcast specifically to discuss some of the key findings. It's very interesting for us. And for anybody interested, we will also include a link to the full report in the description of this episode. To get started, can you tell us what are the key objective of this report and who would benefit most from reading it? Yes, from the conversations we had with clients, we felt that RegTech is currently an area of great interest and opportunity, but at the same time, we feel that there are still significant challenges that are slow in RegTech adoption. In KPMG, we believe on the benefits that RegTech solutions can bring to the table, and with this thought leadership paper, our intention was to encourage key ecosystem stakeholders to consider the business challenges that RegTech is solving today, and comment on some of those barriers that are slow in RegTech adoption, and ultimately, our goal was to produce a set of actions that each key stakeholder could consider to accelerate adoption of RegTech solutions. We believe our report is relevant to all key players in the RegTech ecosystem, this being 
financial services institutions, right tech vendors, regulators, policy makers, industry association, and also investors. Any of these groups will benefit from reading the report. How far back can we trace the origins of RegTech? I think financial services institutions have been using technology to improve their compliance and risk functions long before the term RegTech became popular. For example, regulations such as Basel II in the early 2000s drove a substantial amount of technology change in financial institutions to do all the required calculations and reporting. But I believe RegTech really emerged from the aftermath of the 2008 global crisis which brought a dramatic shift in focus towards all the regulatory compliance aspects of the financial services industry. Since then, we have seen how regulators around the world have been imposing on financial institutions a vast amount of new regulation to essentially prevent another financial crisis. And then, naturally, for many financial institutions, compliance became a major source of costs And to stay compliant and within cost budgets, many financial institutions began turning to technology. The whole discussion also reminds me of our own origins. When we founded KYC in 2015, we thought of ourselves as financial technology. The term RegTech wasn't established at that point, and we even used FinTech in the very beginning. Not sure exactly when we switched, but it must have been 2018 and 2019, those years, until we finally used the term RegTech consistently in our own communications. Based on your analysis, what were some of the sector's key drivers, and do these drivers still apply today? I think some of the key initial drivers were the regulatory pressures derived from these new regulations. And the fact that regulators started to ask for more frequent and detailed data requests. I believe these drivers still apply today, but now in recent years, key drivers have also been the rising need for faster transactions and the fact that financial institutions have been focusing not only on delivering the cost agenda, but also on improving customer experience through the adoption of new digital business models. And we're all familiar with those low-click digital customer journeys when we consume new financial products through digital channels. But in a big part, this is only possible because there are RegTech solutions that are powering those backend processes and reduce the time for customer verification and enable it to be virtually. I very much agree there, especially in the RegTech as the secret sauce for fintech companies. Are there any particularly interesting or maybe surprising numbers you could share with us about the growth of RegTech in recent years that you found in your report? Yes, all these drivers that we mentioned, I think they have contributed to a solid double-digit growth over the past years, and we expect that to continue in the near future. We believe RegTech will grow at a CAGR of around 19% between now and 2027, and reach a total market value of around 20 billion euros in revenue by then. With these numbers, it's not surprising that we are also seeing a strong interest in the investor community. Last year, despite all the macro headwinds, we have seen a total investment across venture capital, private equity and M&A that remained quite strong in, in, in RegTech. If we look at the numbers, global investment in RegTech was near 11 billion euros. As we analyze those numbers, we are seeing consolidation on the market and the key driver is the fact that certain RegTech success segments are starting to be saturated. In addition, we are also seeing a large portion of RegTech vendors that are in a growth phase with advanced rounds of venture capital funding and that are competing on the same product categories, which probably is not sustainable in the long term. From the conversations we have with financial institutions, we also see how these are starting to demand solutions that can solve a wider set of their compliance needs. And we see many tech vendors offering solutions that are still focused on niche problems. 
However, we think that the market is moving away towards more modular platforms that can offer multiple solutions amid a wider range of compliant needs for institutions. And we think this will also drive more consolidation this year. In response to these demands by financial institutions, we have also seen an increased amount of partnerships between RegTech vendors and other third parties, as some have come together to create joint go-to-market offering. Again, we have seen some of the largest Irish uh, RegTech vendors announcing partnerships last year and also this year. I think uh, that paints a really fascinating picture. The current state of RegTech, especially from investors' perspective and so on, is so interesting. It's so dynamic at the moment. There's so much happening. And uh, for the next few years, it'll be really interesting to see consolidation happening among vendors. We certainly experienced some of that growth that you cited over the past few years. From what I see in our own pipeline, I also still think we are just at the beginning of the adoption here. There's a lot more happening. So that in turn leads us to the next question. Who are actually the main stakeholders that can benefit from a more generalized RegTech adoption? I think RegTech is solving many pressing challenges for multiple stakeholders and can be applicable to many sectors and verticals. But obviously, the financial service sector is one that generates a unique volume of data and is subject to an extraordinary degree of regulation. So if we focus on the financial services sector, I believe RegTech solutions can play a crucial role in helping regulators, financial services institutions, and ultimately the consumer in many ways. For financial services institutions, RegTech has many implications, not only on the form of uh, reduced regulatory costs and improved customer experience, but also in other areas such as enhancing risk management and transaction monitoring processes, as well as facilitating predictive analytics in the organization. For regulators, first and foremost, RegTech helps protecting the financial markets for the simple reason that RegTech solutions can reduce residual risk at an institutional level and therefore in aggregate will lead to a reduction of risk in the financial system. Another benefit that regulators such as the Financial Conduct Authority in the UK have experienced over the past year is having access to more data and improved visibility on the market as a result of offering RegTech support programs such as regulatory and digital sandboxes. Through these programs, they've been able to gather key data that has helped them with their supervision activities, but also to understand what is coming into the market. And ultimately, that gives them the information that they need to continue to implement the required actions and programs that protect the financial system and facilitate the innovation in, in the interest of the consumer. And finally, I think RegTech also brings many benefits for the consumer too. Firstly, in the form of better service quality driven by allowing financial institutions to have more effective compliance and risk management processes. Secondly, I think RegTech solutions play a key role in accelerating financial inclusion. For example, in emerging markets, the digital wave of financial services that we have seen in recent years has led to an increased access for previously unbanked populations. And for this part of the society, access to services like bank accounts, microcredits and remittances are made possible by the use of RegTech solutions, which helps banks and fintechs find that perfect balance between cost and security. As a RegTech vendor, we work for our clients. We work mostly for financial institutions, but we do this so we can enable them to provide a better service to their customers. Ultimately, that idea that lowering the barriers of accessing these financial products through making onboarding more seamless and digital and ultimately cheaper is good for society as a whole. That is something I love about our products and our interactions with financial institutions. 
On top of that, I think one overlooked stakeholder to benefit is really the regulators. It's not something we concentrate on and our customers are often seen as consumers of regulations only and the regulator as emitting the stream of regulations. But there is a potentially virtuous feedback cycle for more regtech adoption, freeing the regulators from concerns of overloading the industry with regulatory requirements and thereby enabling the regulator to strategically tighten further regulations where it matters in the next cycle. If we look at the map of RegTech adoption around the world, which countries or regions do you think are leading the pack? I believe the US will be the leading uh, RegTech hub in terms of investment and vendor concentration. And there are a couple of reasons for that, but first and foremost, it has the world's largest financial market and an abundant mature ecosystem of financial services institutions. Another big driver of adoption in this market is that perhaps there is a bit more harmonization in the regulatory environment compared to other markets. The UK then will be the second largest market from an investment and vendor concentration point of view. London has obviously the world's largest cluster of financial services and that provides a vast opportunity for RegTech vendors in terms of clients, partners and also talent. Then if we look at the numbers, there are more than 3,000 fintechs headquartered in London alongside 240 foreign banks. And the success we have seen by some of the challenger banks and fintechs in this country is very much linked to the adoption of RegTech solutions that enable the low-click needed for onboarding new customers in a seamless way. In terms of the European market, I think Ireland is leading the pack and other countries such as Lithuania have emerged in recent years. For Ireland, the key driver of its success as a RegTech hub has been targeted government policy, which included grants, tax incentives and funding. In addition, Ireland has also one of Europe's more competitive corporate tax rates and also offers a strong talent pool for RegTech thanks to the presence of global tech giants and the fact that there is a large financial service sector in Ireland too. Lithuania is quite different from other RegTech hubs. Probably what makes it quite unique is that a lot of activities that financial uh, services institutions have and other fintechs uh, in Vilnius is around compliance and risk management. And they are also very well regarded in areas such as AML. They also have an open-door policy, so if you are looking to establish a new company in the fintech industry or you have some ideas or questions, you can actually reach out to the Central Bank of Lithuania and arrange a meeting as part of their newcomer program where they will essentially give free advice, which is something that is not so common among regulators. And then if we look at APAC, Australia is a big market, but in general, regulatory regimes across the APAC region are very different. However, I think it presents an opportunity for RegTech vendors as a result of the recent growth of the Asian digital economy, in particular in places such as Singapore and Hong Kong, where regulators are actively encouraging the adoption of RegTech. That's very interesting, Pablo. Here, actually, our views are different. My first thought was Singapore and Hong Kong, which you just mentioned there, because of how much they support the adoption of RegTech from the regulator. And uh, we've seen a lot of successes in our own company in that region for that reason, I'd say. But you are, of course, right. And I see that as the CEO of our company, that one of the main drivers in any region or country is the availability of good funding and an environment that lets regtech companies flourish. And yes, the US is certainly the biggest financial market, and it might not be the most advanced in regulations, but it is certainly in the availability of funding. And that makes everything easier. 
We're all very familiar with more immediate RegTech applications, such as the ones around client onboarding, transaction monitoring, or periodic reviews. But what are some of the unexpected applications you predict will become increasingly important in the future? I think it's important to look at the regulatory pipeline and analyze those regulations and guidelines that are coming down the line. For example, with legislation such as Mika coming into play, crypto could be an area of great opportunity. In particular, the onboarding process might become a bit longer for crypto exchanges, as this will need to figure out how suitable a user is for certain kinds of products. So I think digital asset compliance could be an area of opportunity for RegTech to step in. Another area of opportunity for RedTech could be the metaverse, in particular for those solutions that are focused on digital identity verification. Consumer duty is also an area where we see regulators to increase their focus. For example, the introduction of uh, regulatory reforms like the FCA consumer duty will fundamentally improve how firms serve consumers by setting higher standards for consumer protection. And that could lend itself to a new range of RedTech solutions that focus on areas such as customer communication monitoring to address all the challenges that these new rules will create. Other regulations such as DORA will also require institutions to do testing every year and make sure that they meet certain thresholds around research scenarios and report on that. So that will be another area to expand all those RegTech solutions that are currently focused on risk analytics, calculations and reporting. And then the evolving EIC regulatory framework will also generate more opportunity and not only to support institutions on the disclosure of regulatory requirements, but we also see solutions emerge in other areas such as identification of ESG red flags and possible investment assets. I think also further increase in regulation into other sectors such as life science, real estate, energy and utilities could also create more opportunity for reactive solutions. I love your take uh, on ESG and the metaverse. I totally agree. The metaverse is an interesting question. It will turbocharge global communication if it's done right. And that means we need identity to be secured in there. Absolutely agree. And uh, ESG is already a, a big part of uh, many financial investment decisions and uh, will play an even greater part in the future. And this translates from the listed companies down to the next layers beyond them of the private companies that supply them, obviously. So it will be a big thing for everybody. In the last section of your report, you focus on key hurdles to adoption that still remain and provide some suggestions on how to overcome these. Can you select two of the most significant barriers of adoption and uh, how would you suggest getting past them in practice? It's hard to pick only two when we see many barriers across the different ecosystem stakeholders, but I think one of the most significant ones is lack of awareness. RegTech is still an industry that suffers from lack of awareness, and this is what I think is generating a significant drag on adoption by some financial services institutions, as some of them lack of an understanding of RegTech solutions and the challenge that RegTech can solve. The second most significant barrier, I think it has to do with the actual implementation of RegTech solutions. Many financial services institutions face the challenge of integrating RegTech solutions with legacy systems. And on the other hand, for RegTech vendors, it's also a challenge to identify financial institutions that have the required technical capabilities to enable the deployment of their solutions. In terms of solving these two challenges, I think regulators could have a big role to play here. For example, in relation to the awareness issue, I think it will help to have more official declarations, roundtable discussions, 
and events that bring together all the different players in the ecosystem. To overcome the implementation barrier, I think the key will be to establish a global API framework similar to what the Hong Kong Monetary Authority has published in recent years to encourage financial institutions to share their API infrastructure with their parties. Interesting question, really, that I always think of when I see standards from the regulator is, are they able to foresee enough use cases and uh, special features, or would the standards be too restrictive for the most innovative companies? All right. I know this has been slightly different format compared to our other episodes that we record here, but I would like to still ask that last question that I ask all my guests at the end of the interview. If tomorrow, Pablo, you woke up and somehow you had become the global financial regulator, what would be the first thing you would do and, of course, why? Okay, that's a really interesting question. I think I will probably seek to harmonize rules within each of the economic regions as much as possible and make sure that those rules are produced in a machine-readable format. I believe we have reached a point where it's challenging to sustain the level of regulatory change only with people and most financial institutions are convinced that utilizing data is essential to ensure a continuous compliant business but in order for them to use and utilize more data, regulations need to be written in a way that can be consumed into tooling. So in my view, having rules that are produced in a machine readable format will cut out a lot of interpretation and manual processes. But more important, it will also make the safer the financial markets. Love that take. The different implementations of rules, especially in Europe, is something we all struggle with. And the other part, having machine-readable regulations, I have thought about that many times, actually. And I was wondering, when would it actually become truth? I have a new idea there just now when you said it. Maybe we have already arrived, Pablo. What about we let ChatGPT just read the regulations for now and interpret them for us? Then we might have machine-readable regulations already because ChatGPT can read them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Anyway, that is a great note to end on. Uh, Pablo, thank you so much. This has been packed with insights. Thank you so much for compiling this report. It's a really valuable industry resource. And I'd say a lot of people will be studying that. Thanks so much for coming on. It has been a pleasure. It has been my pleasure. Great to chat with you, Klaus. Thank you for listening to this episode of Rec Talks. My name is Klaus Christensen, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of award-winning RecTech provider Know Your Customer. If you liked the episode, please subscribe to the whole series and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us, suggest a guest or a topic for an upcoming episode, please send us a message at info at knowyourcustomer.com or visit knowyourcustomer.com slash rectalks.